Sarah Vineyard, welcome to what's a little bit of an experimental session. Um, it's late here for me in the UK. It's You've just got done with your working day in one of my favorite places in the world. Lovely, lovely California. How was your day, Sarah? It was good. It was good. A little overcast, so we get weather here too. <laughs> what? What? Whoa, it doesn't even look overcast. Even though it's overcast, it looks like it's amazing weather. So, <laughs> right. So, um, super cool. Like, I'm so pleased to have you on for a little session this evening. Uh, I, w I wanted to do this because it is, I don't know if you remember this. Like, so, so can you remember the year we first met? Can you remember what year it actually was? It, it was, was. Yeah, 2013. Okay. I was it's nearly a decade and it's not, yeah. you know, that was, um, that was, that was, I think that was my first, I want to say first time speaking or possibly my second time speaking in California, in San Diego. Yeah. And, uh, and it was fantastic. Now I remember um, you coming up to ask me a question after one of the sessions and you were telling me that you had the chance to buy a hospital. And I had just been on a visit to a bit, uh, you know, I thought, been told to go to this place and then I came back and you came and asked me the question I was like it was where I'd just been and I was like oh my god this place is like the most amazing place you could possibly open a veterinary hospital ever and sure enough <laughs> you're opening a veterinary hospital there my I, I was so green with envy but so delighted for you as well what an opportunity and and actually what I liked about it was one of these stories that when you, when you hear about how hard it is to get into practice ownership here was just an opportunity opened up before you. So maybe tell us about how, how did that happen? How did you land on your feet in, in La Jolla? In San Diego? <laughs> Luckily, yeah. So I had been, um, when I got out of school, I worked, um, I'd been circling it slowly with all the jobs that I had. So I worked uh, in East County for a while and then I worked my way from North County on down and my, my mission was always to be kind of in that little area. So I just happened to, you know, happened to stumble across this tiny little fixer upper practice that, you know, was, uh, you know, ready to, ready to go to a new owner and I, I jumped on it. So, yeah. I kind of love that. And what, so I'm almost interested in the evolution from you, because give us a little of the backstory of you as a clinician, like, how did you wind up going, I want to own my own practice one day? That's, you know, we, we hear the story all the time, like, uh, that's not something women often want to do. So it's something I have to say, I don't believe with all the fantastic female leaders I've met all across the world, but especially in the US. But how did it happen for you? You know what? Um, it was, I, I remember when it happened. I, I was working at this tiny little cow practice in Michigan. And the doctor used to let me read his vet economics magazines back when they existed. and uh, And so there was this, like spread within that vet economics magazine. And it was talking about, you know, just the differences of like associate versus ownership. And I think I was, I think I was 16 maybe. And I looked at it and I was like, well, why wouldn't I do that? And so that, always, <laughs> that was always what I wanted to do. And then every job that I would have, it was like, I had a lot of really good bosses, but then there would be little things that I'm like, oh, I just wish they would do this thing different. And I always had that, that streak to want to just kind of go my own way with things a little bit. Do you, so, remember, do you remember what any of those things were? Um, yeah, I asked because I've got one in my head. I thought the same <laughs> thing. And I, I wondered what, what things in your head were. 
Well, you know, I like the first the first job that I worked, um, you know, it was it was a just kind of uh, a little bit chaotic and there wasn't a lot of staff support. And I, I would always, you know, meet with the doctors after work and be like, okay, like what, what's going on? How can we fix this? And, you know, what can we do to kind of train everybody and, and kind of fix the stress that was going on? And I would just keep hitting these roadblocks. And I, you know, and I was like, this has got to, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. And, you know, then it would be little things like, you know, hey, I, I want to see exotics, but I can't you know, and, and so I just hated that feeling of being kind of boxed in um, and, and not being able to do what I thought, you know, was maybe a better way or a more, you know, a more progressive way of doing something. So, yeah, just little things each place. There's that drive, drive just to make, make things better. Um, yeah. it, it sounds a lot like that. So, um, so I'm kind of curious then. So when you, so you, so you took over, you bought your uh, you, you bought the first location and that's in La Jolla, right? That's Colony, Colony yep. Vet Hospital. Um, what have you learned? What have been the lessons for you in ownership? Uh, like for, for, actually, first question, knowing that, would you go back to your 16-year-old self and go, yeah, do it, do it, do it? Or would you be like, <laughs> what would you say there now? Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because like I would still do it, but, but. I also learned that you don't know what you don't know until you're in the middle of not knowing it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, my bosses who I thought, Oh gosh, you know, we could totally do this so much better. I, now I look back and I'm like, okay, I get it now. You know, there were, <laughs> so you, you learn humility, humility. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is an incredibly important thing to learn is that I don't think some people do. Yeah. It's a good thing to learn. Um, okay, so when you first uh, took over, um, what, what have been some of the things that have been really important to you as you've grown the business? Because it's undergone a bit of an evolution. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I wanted to, to get to, and we'll come on to this, was you've got, uh, I think, an amazing vision for the practice. The purpose and the mission are things that I think are quite remarkable. And, and you don't see that a lot in practices. You know, a lot of people were just showing up to grind our way through veterinary. I'm gonna, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna be a vet. And what does that mean? I'm gonna do veterinary medicine all day. And, and it's just exhausting to keep going like that. So when, when um, I work with and come across and hear about practices with stories and that are on a, a mission, whatever stage of development that is in, my antenna pop up right away. And that's really what I'd, I'd like to spend a lot of time on, but, but let's not go there yet. I'm kind of curious about what the, what the first things you did and what some of the learnings uh, as, as a team leader were for you. Mm -hmm. Well, um, when, I first, when I first bought my practice, um, I realized that I was really lucky in the past. Um, I had some really, really well-trained techs and you don't realize that until you, you know, until you walk into a situation where there's a lot of learning that needs to be done. And so, you know, so I'm looking going, okay, I guess we're starting from here, but it, but it was kind of fun, you know, cause I, I, both my parents are teachers, so I can't help, but, you know, I can't help, but do that. That's kind of what I grew up around. And right. so, um, you know, we just, we started, you know, from the ground up and we just taught, you know, taught our team, um, you know, what it was to really, 
be a, a true, you know, true tech and really advance their skills. So that was really fun. And I think in doing that, we, um, you know, we had some stumbles along the way. Um, and there were some people that, you know, kind of got what we were doing and some people that didn't. And, you know, the ones that didn't kind of ended up evolving themselves away. And then we got new people in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was an evolution that way. There were care standards that we needed to, um, you know, advance and grow. Um, so, you know, there was just a lot of, a lot of positive growing, but it was, you know, it was intense and it was hard and, you know, right. it was encompassing, like all encompassing for a long time. I, I looked up and it was six years later, you know, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the scary thing, isn't it? That time yeah. just goes super, super fast. So, okay. All right. So you have this vision and, and I know like, so, okay, maybe tell us what this, there you've, you've not content with just, you know, having this one thing going on you've, and, and I think you did this pre COVID to kind yeah. of a yeah. big, big move, yeah. big moment. You made a big decision, slight not not necessarily a pivot because I think you probably had a plan, but tell us tell us tell us about twenty twenty. I mean, as as we we know it's been hard, but but what has it? How has it been for you, and how have you been coping as you've gone through twenty twenty? Well, I mean, we it, it it's been a I mean it's been a challenge for everybody. You know, everybody's. Yeah just your whole way of life has shifted. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, a tech and owner, you know, a receptionist, everybody has had their, you know, life shift. And so um, we had our life shift a little bit more because I added the second location two weeks before we closed, uh, before the first lockdown. So that was fun. Um, so, um, did yeah. you have set doubts as you were signing the closing paperwork? You're like, Oh, the bank was going to pull funding as I was signing the paperwork, I signed paperwork without funding. I found out in the lobby of, you know, after I signed the paperwork and as the bankers were all signing off that it had gone through. That's, yeah, so it was, it was, I've got some gray hairs from, <laughs> from that, so. Oh um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling but, that. <laughs> exactly, so, you know, big, big risk, big reward, I guess, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we've just, we've had to pivot and it's, it's been interesting because, um, you know, we've also had to kind of uh, walk into an existing culture at the second place and, and, you know, be mindful that, you know, we are walking into this established culture and, and, you know, be a good caretaker of that culture too, mm -hmm. but also try and, you know, try and steer them, you know, where we want to go. Um, and, you know, I was really, really, really fortunate that a lot of uh, everybody that was on the team at the second place really bought into, you know, the vision that I'm trying to, you know, steer them towards. Um, there have been a couple hiccups, but, you know, it's, it's mostly just been, uh, you know, communication stuff more so yeah. than, yeah, more so than anything else. You're gonna have worked in situations where you're bringing teams together and also when you're stretching to a second business and almost in a number of ways I think that's one of the hardest leaps because you've got your baby and your baby wants attention and now mom is over there or, or and then suddenly you're like oh you're like you're you're suddenly you're caught it's like it's like how roller skates and your legs are getting falling yeah. apart and it's it's hard to do that and it's bringing cultures together that that takes skill and that that certainly could be a bumpy ride this is 
so this is a good bit of the conversation to get to. You're in this phase between reality and aspiration. Mm-hmm. And that can be a, a murky, it can be a challenging enough phase at the best of times. You're doing it through COVID where the world is going mad and everybody's level of uncertainty is dialed up to 11. Um, it's, a, it's a tough spot to do that. This is what I love about your vision because I always think that vision is one of those things that you know, even if you're in a sandstorm, the vision is the light beyond it that you could see. And you're like, that's the way. That's how, that's how I feel about it. And so your vision I love. And I wondered if it, we could touch on that for a little bit. And, and I think just talk about kind of the, the awesomeness that, that is, is that vision. Um, so t- tell me, I mean, and, I, and I'm just, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I love where you've gotten to with this. And I, 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 uh, I suppose you tell us what those things are. What, what is the, like, what is your why? Let's quote Sinek there. Like, what's the why for the practice? And, and, and what are you trying to do? Yeah, so, um, you know, we, well, our, our mission statement is, is, you know, we exist to protect the love that pets bring us each day. And I think, I think that, you know, sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. Um, okay, I'm going to hit pause on that. Because sure. that's so easy to, that, that is simplicity. It's not like one of these long, wordy, verbose uh, mission statements that just waffle on and are just buzzword bingo. Hit me with that again, because that's that. The thing is, that doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound like a vet practice, because most vet practices are about, you know, doing medicine or you know, what do, what do you do it like? Like we want to make pets live happy, healthy lives. You would, read that back to me again. So we exist to protect the love that pets bring us each day. I mean, there's something so simple and so profound about it. What's behind that? Well, I mean, it, one of the reasons I love this job so much is that we we are in this unique position. We get this tiny glimpse into this, just some of the most pure relationships that people have are with their pets. And to take that little piece of gold in your life and trust it with someone, that that's so cool. That's so cool. So that's why that that's why I do what I do for sure. So and you see it. Um, where else do you see other than the wrong end of the losing team on Super Bowl day or whatever? But you see it in in the exam room every time, don't you? You see it. You see the emotion cut loose in mm-hmm. beautiful ways, difficult ways, challenging ways. But it is. It's it's it's, it's love love and loss played out in the exam room with us there's, there's just something of the theater of what we do within that that's captured that it, spe- it certainly speaks to me as a perhaps as a more creative person but i just love i love what the statement brings now what you're also on a mission that then goes beyond simply that and gets a bit more tangible um and and it to me it's it feels like a bit of a red hot mission um i don't think i'm I'm up to the job though. So what's the mission? <laughs> so we, um, we want to, I, I just want to be this group of just empowered, badass women that just shine a light in the profession. I want to, I just want to up our game. I want to do great medicine. I want to serve, you know, serve that bond that I was just mentioning. And I want to do it in a way that 
also serves the people that are with us, you know, so I, I want my, you know, my cohorts, you know, I think one of the things that vet medicine sometimes can take from us that it doesn't need to is, is ourselves, you know, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I want everybody to come to work with a full, the fullest version of them that they can, because if you aren't full, you can't, you know, you can't give as much to, you know, to your patients, to your clients and to the profession. How, um, bearing in mind you're kind of in this sort of between worlds at the minute how will you make like other what are some of the things on your mind as to that get in the way of us being able to to bring our full selves to work like what what prevents us from doing that we know burnout's rife we know compassion fatigue is is a thing we we know there's a hemorrhage of talent from the profession um what what is it that that you see being done differently um, that can change that, you know, I think it's awesome that you want to inspire and create this thing. What, what does it mean? Is there, are there more practical things that you, uh, mean to work on, put into play or are working on? Where's, mm-hmm. where are some of your thought processes there? Cause you know, if, if everybody, I just think if everybody thought like this and thought about the experience for everybody rather than the dollar or the competition or the endpoint or the EBITDA of the multiple, then this profession might be on a different course than it's on at the moment. So I'm super curious as to your thoughts, because you're in this germinal phase as well. It's an exciting primordial soup to play in. So where, where's your thought of this? And, and you get a free hit because it's, you know, not that you're, you know, doing a live video and this is committed to forever or anything like that, but, you know, no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just a minor point, like I think all that stuff that you just mentioned, if you take care of your people, it, it doesn't, it'll just take care of itself. It's not, I don't worry about that because when you have a team that is, is well lubricated and, and working on all, you know, all cylinders, it, it just works. So, I mean, one of the things, you know, culture is, is one of the things that, you know, you and I have been working a lot on is just, you know, how do we, how do we, kind of create this, you know, almost like an oasis um, of, you know, of a workplace where people, you know, can, you know, be excited about coming in and can feel safe, you know, growing because when you grow, you make mistakes and, you know, that's, that's scary for people a lot of times. So, you know, how do we create a situation that that's not scary for them anymore? Um, So uh, is is that what you're trying to get, you know, kind of? Yeah, absolutely i just um just you know it's it's clues it's breadcrumbs along the way of of how how you how you see it and that's you know that's always one of the things that's quite interesting to me because i i you know i came from a sports background uh in in terms of what i was actually probably the best at in my career like being a vet was was being a sportsman at five foot seven was never going anywhere no it's not but and being a vet probably was, but it was, that it was not something that came easily to me. Competition and those things came easily to me, but, but it really feels, you know, and I've had to unlearn a lot of things in my leadership journey. So I'm, I'm just coming at it from another angle of, and that's what's coming through. It's love, it's empathy. It's creating space for maybe the word is balance within life. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, 
it feels like it's coming from a good place. And I know you well enough over the years to know that that is true. Um, but so I'm, my curiosity is around where the thoughts are taking, what's percolating away in that brain of yours as to what the future looks like. And who the heck, who's going to go on this journey with you? Like, you know, like who, who's the ideal? Who, who do you want to go on this journey with you? Well, I, I mean, first off, I want someone that wants to be there. You know, I want someone that like, <laughs> this isn't terrifying for, you know, because if I'm just dragging you along, it's no fun for either of us, you know? Um, So, you know, I think someone that um, probably, you know, just loves what they do. Like that's, you know, and, and even maybe, you know, maybe if you loved previously what you did and you still feel that, but you're just in a situation where you know, it's, it's not working because maybe some of those other needs aren't being met like that. That's fine. You know, I've been there. I get that. Um, so, you know, looking for someone that, you know, still has that passion of, you know, what they do, um, you know, and someone that I, I think has the ability to fail gracefully, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, you know, like I, I suck at that. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so not. If I'm, I'm, I like. I'm not woman. I failed as gracefully. I... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to butcher the phrase, but it's like if you lose, you know, if you lose, don't lose the lesson. You yes. know, yeah. I just that's one of my favorite things because you know anything that doesn't go according to plan, like, is still an opportunity you know, it's still, there's still a way to evolve and figure out, okay, well, that didn't work, but why? And, you know, maybe how can this help me in the future? Um, So someone that, you know, I'm looking probably for someone that doesn't have a big, like, I don't even want to say a big ego, but just someone that is very self-aware and and humble. Um, I think there's a lot for that. Um, But also someone that is, is empathetic and kind and, and, you know, passionate about what they do. And um, yeah. I... And your mission as well. And, and I think this is also what I think is a little bit unique about what you're doing is that you, you're not just looking for people. This, this is partnership. You know, this is almost like an older school style of thing here where you're okay with someone coming and being an associate. But mm-hmm. if I'm picking up what you're putting down, what you're looking for are people who can come in and actually see themselves working in a partnership, in a cooperative kind of, you know, women-led uh, group where you don't have to sacrifice everything. You, you can have a great career. You can have a great family. I, I just, I, I did, I just, we just published the Blunt, Blunt Dissection episode 48 uh, two days ago. And it was with Molly McAllister, who's the chief medical officer from Banfield. And, you know, she's done so much stuff. And we didn't talk. I mean, we talked in the interview about family, but I wasn't going to put that in the show notes because, you know, we want to make it to be a thing. But she's had family and done all of this stuff. It's possible to find that balance if you find your purpose and you work to purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's remarkable about the the journey that you are not setting out on that you're well into 
is that you do have this clarity of purpose and you're looking for people to jump on the boat that, that also want that version of the future, that you don't have to have this harem and scare them. My, <laughs> you're not all going to, I'm going to check back in with you in like 10 years and if it's everything but your know, gray hair and it's just tough falling out, you're just like, yeah, it didn't go so good, then we'll have a word. But, but you, you know, when you're on a mission with people who share that vision and share your values, then this should be a fun ride. Yeah, and, for sure. And it'll have its moments, but but I, I like that. I like that. Um, what are the good bits of ownership? You know, the good bits are I. There's a ton of them. Like I, as much as I'm, as much as I'm tired, and you know, as much as I, you know, I'm stressed and everything. Like I love owning. Like, mm. um, I, one of the things is just you know being able to kind of steer your own vessel is great. Like that's just that that feeling of freedom to, you know, be able to, you know, hey, like Mrs. Jones just lost her husband and, you know, she needs this help. Like, I don't have to ask and beg anybody to help Mrs. Jones. I can do that. And that's, that's great, you know, and, and seeing, you know, being able to be in control of like, you spend so much time at work that you darn well better like who you work with and you better, you know, have, people that are, you know, rowing in the same direction as you. And so being able to have an impact on that and being able to like take someone and know them well enough to be able to coach them in a way where like, if I walk in and I know, you know, you're having a bad day, we've got that rapport already that I can take you aside and be like, Hey, what's going on? Like, what can I, what can I do to help you? And, you know, and also being able to kind of celebrate wins with them. That's so fun. You know, when I, when I had my, you know, my, text in California, you can, um, registered text can close skin. Um, so after my spays and neuters, I had a registered tech and I was like, Hey, do you want to learn this? And I'll tell you what, she, she's so much better than me at it. Like, I just love it. I'm just like, come on in, you know? And, and it's so fun to, you know, just watch them kind of evolve and coach them through that. So that's really fun. And then, you know, I like being able to not feel like I'm operating within a box. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can make medical decisions based on what I think is best and what I think is right, not based on what, you know, what constraints I have. Um, you know, of course, there's always like I can't have an MRI machine, but, you know, I mean, there's there's always some, you know, some constraints that I have more. You will you when know, you've got like your five, five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Practices in your MRI center in the middle of yeah. the <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. I, you know, it's like, I, we want to add uh, laparoscopy soon, you know, and it's like, uh, great, let's do it, you know, and I, you know, it's just, it's kind of nice to be able to have fun with those parts, you know, the fun stuff that sometimes you don't get when you're beholden to, you know, a corporation or to a boss or, you know, it's, it's nice. There's a freedom there. Um, yeah. and, and I imagine that's, yeah, that's one of the things that's quite appealing about about partnerships as well so um cool um sarah thank you that was just, i just it was so nice just as an idea popped in my head because i know that you're you're building something that is cool that stand out and and i wanted to learn a bit more about that and I'll also give you the chance to share a little bit more about it because a i think you're a great you know just a lovely human being and one of my favorite people in veterinary medicine uh, b 
I'm super gel of the fact that you're in California. And if I can't be there myself, I might as well try and help others get there because uh, it's kind of such a cool place. Um, but I just, I, I just I love the fact that you've got that sense of where you're headed and that you're willing to acknowledge that you're not there yet, but you're also willing to do the work to get there. And that's what I see in you each of our interactions, which is kind of really cool to see. Um, so any final thoughts or anything um, for anybody listening or, or watching this? Um, you know, what, what messages do you have? Perhaps for people who want to do their own thing, but perhaps people that are you know, thinking, you know, would they like to come and, and work with you in California? Hey, well, we're hiring, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's my <Direct>. final thought. <laughs> that's your final thought <laughs> yeah don't set up your own thing come work with me yeah <laughs> but no i mean i think um you know there it, it's not without its own risks and rewards and work but if you're thinking about doing it and you don't want to come work with me then you you know you should you should you know do it because it, it's so worthwhile and you know, I, I just, and I, and also, also shameless plug for you, like, thank you, because through the years as I've been working with you, like, it's, it's been really invaluable as far as, you know, just getting my head right on how, you know, how to steer through this, you know, so my guess, maybe make sure you have a good mentor too, you know. Yeah, if, if I've not scared you off by this point, I'm probably <laughs> not going to, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, that's great. Well, Sarah, thank you. I know you're, you've had a busy day and it's the end of your day and you've got family to go be with and, and enjoy and wind down. Um, so uh, thank you for sharing. I think just sharing some of your insight into your journey. It's good to check in. And also just that clarity of vision. That's the thing for anybody listening is that, that vision. I think there's something very, very special in that. And, and if you're, if you're looking for a role in a practice, look for, look for things like that in practices and look for values. And if you're thinking of setting up your own practice, think about having something like that there as well. And if you're somewhere in the middle, maybe, just maybe a trip to Southern California to meet Dr. Vineyard wouldn't be the worst call you could make. Sarah, thank you for your time. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thank you.